It's time for October, y'all. Wanna tell the world about? Oh yeah, we do. Brian, Brian, what are you doing? I, I'm, I'm leading us into our Locktober podcast with our Locktober choir, as is our Locktober tradition. Is that what you call it? <laughs> yes, that's exactly <laughs> what I call it. We did it last year. That's what I was fixing to say. You did that last year, so we can't do the same thing over and over. We've got to be unique. <laughs> we got to bring fresh content. Look, uh, all right, all right. forget <laughs> the Lost Unlock choir. That's old news. Choir boy. <laughs> oh, fine. We'll never reuse a joke again. Uh, I've got the Lost Unlocked band with me. I'm going to open up Locktober 2 the right way. All right, let's Are hear you it. ready for this? It, as ready as I will ever be. All right, band, let's hit it. Locks out alone on a rainy beach, hoping that his destiny was within reach. All because he missed his walkabout. Sitting in his wheelchair, he began to shout. He's locked, he's locked, he's got no hand. He's locked, he's locked, he's locked, he's got some stare. Like superiority, complex attitude. Don't tell him what he can or what he cannot do. He spent all season trying to open up the hatch. You don't want to get in a knife throwing match. With lock, with lock, he doesn't miss. He's lock, he's lock, oh lock, where's Jacob's list? The Kid Lock Instruction Video. Learn the ways of the Dalai Lama. Jump out of an eight-story building and walk away. Learn the ways of the commune. Come complete with an orange peel. And instructions for playing backgammon. Never lose. The dreaded black smoke monster in a bottle and be Kid Lark. Nice sold separately. Was Lark immaculately conceived? Or is his life just a made believe? He's got some parent problems, that's clear. But he can make an island just disappear. He's Lark, he's Lark, or is he Jeremy? He's Lark. He's locked, he's locked, got one kidney. Is this lock he gonna be a hero? Is this lock a leader at heart? I think so. Is this lock out of his head? Who all knows? Is this lock really not dead? I don't know. Hi, band. Where are we? All right. Uh, I guess we're here at Lost Unlocked. Woohoo! And this is our huge Locktober podcast. Oh, yeah. Which is all about John Locke. Because Locke Lock rocks! rocks. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I agree, Ghost of Chris and Brian. Oh. You know what, Chris? You were right. That was much better than the than the choir. We will never we will never reuse another joke again. Confirmed. Oh, who said anything about jokes? Oh, I thought you did. Oh, I guess you didn't. <laughs> no. All right. I'm sorry. This is no way to but start. But that off. probably wasn't even you. That was black smoke. <laughs> 
All right, this is no way to start up a podcast. Uh, what? Uh, hello, listeners, new and old. I would like to, first of all, thank you for joining us here on Lost Unlocked. At October. Uh, at October. We are a spoiler-free Lost podcast. We are 100% spoiler-free. All we the way. We don't promos. We don't... Commercials. We don't listen to the official podcast. Banner ads. <laughs> Banner ads, those are huge. Those are the number one uh, spoiler on the internet. People don't know. Phone calls. What? <laughs> spoiler phone calls. We haven't we haven't had any of those yet, but if you'd like to call in and uh, leave us some non-spoiler feedback, uh, feel free to dial on any touchtone phone, 770-E-Y-E-L-A-N-D. That is Island. 393-5263-770-393-5263. That's right. If you want to, you know, any positive or feedback about this, this podcast or Lost, or if you have any theories, feel free to call in. Or you can send an email to lostunlocked at gmail.com. Uh, you can come by, listen to us on our blog, leave a comment there, lostunlocked.blogspot.com. Um, That's kind of my favorite way if I'm listening to other podcasts. I like when they have a player on the webpage. I can go to their site and just play it there and pull up another browser and keep browsing. Yes, that'd be excellent when you're, you know, at work, supposed to be working. No, <laughs> what are you encouraging? <laughs> we, we know you're supposed to be at work, listeners. <laughs> no, and instead of taking it on the go and listening to it in my MP3 player of choice, you know, I can... Listen to it on my PC without that, having to download and sync it. And that, that's actually the uh, brand name of your uh, device, the MP3 player of choice. Uh, yeah. Very yeah. excellent. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, no, okay. Well, you can listen to it there. Um, join us in our live chat, which has been really hopping today. All kinds of people in there at lostunlock.cbox.ws. Thanks to Molten Panther. Molten Panther, head of the Cbox. Um, you can join our Facebook group. There's actually a link to that at the bottom of our C box. And one final plug. I'm sorry. I know you guys hate this more than I do. Um, uh, join our forum. We have a little known about web forum. It's been a little slow lately. So come check out lostunlock.proboards100.com. Yeah, I don't think we've mentioned that very often, have we? Never on the air. So okay. proboards and then the number 100. That's com. a first. Yes, first ever. Another URL yet to add to our 10-minute <laughs> intro. To, to our, yes. <laughs> Hey, we know we know you've never heard us before, so you can come here, here, here. Uh, oh, iTunes. <laughs> iTunes. Uh, leave a review there if you Zoom want. Zoomcast. That'd be great. Uh, Zoom Marketplace. All right. Now that we have that out of the way, let's talk about Locke. That's why these people are here. Let, let's talk about Locke. All right. It is Locktober. It is. We no caught, one else even gets a mention. We caught a. We caught just the tail end of Locktober, which was uh, mostly bad planning on my part. I'll. I'll take the fall on that one. Uh, next year for October, I don't want to get too ahead of you know myself, but I really want to stay true to the name October, and I want the whole month to be about Lock. Oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna you know assign certain days for Lock episodes. Like Friday, <laughs> we're gonna rewatch Lockdown, <laughs> and then on Monday we're gonna watch Walk Walkabout. So, wow, I'm, I think people might do that. Somebody, That's one or two people, not a bad idea, you know. Can you ever get too much lock, though? No, I knew you'd say that. <laughs> well, if we're doing a lock on October, who are we doing for, like, January or uh, December? <laughs> uh, actually, um, a lot of talk among our listeners um, 
various ones uh, and on Twitter. Um, somebody suggested it be No Benver next month. Um, I, I heard, I heard uh, you know, rumblings about there being a Sawyer Simber. That doesn't quite roll off the tongue, Sawyer Simber. Well, I guess it does. Sawyer Simber. It doesn't sound right. It doesn't sound right at all. No. And uh, my personal favorite, uh, if we were ever to do another character month besides October, it would have to be January. <laughs> That's uh, from Molten Panther. January. Wow. Yes. All gin episodes, all <laughs> month. <laughs> I, think, I think people would like that. Uh, well, I'm sure you have a Jin fan base out there. Oh yeah, people love Jin. Too bad he died. Uh, I almost thought you were talking about the drink. I can it be both? <laughs> <laughs> Drinking Jin while we discuss Jin all month long. <laughs> so look forward to that, listeners. Um, uh, but this month is Lock, Locky Baby. Mm, don't call him that. No. <laughs> This is general talk. This is detailed talk. It's general talk about General Locke. About Locke. Is he really dead? Mm, we'll get to that. We let's, don't know. Let's talk about Locke in season four in general. Um, uh, well, what do we what do we not include last year in October? Season four. Season four. So that's the natural place to pick up. So that's where we'll start. I think season four was really a really solid year for Locke. Um, not only did it have his greatest episode, uh, which is also coincidentally the best episode ever, Cabin Fever. Cabin Fever was a good one. There was some uh, excellent character development. Um, early on, we saw Jack and Locke kind of split up and take, you know, take camps of people. Uh, Jack actually pointed a gun at Locke and pulled the trigger, which isn't so much of a Locke moment. But it was really kind of a, wow, uh, I never really was too fond of Jack, now I can't stand him kind of moment. Yeah. I know we've talked about this before, Chris, but what if the gun had a bullet in it? How would he How would he explain that to, you know, everybody? You know, Aaron and, you know, Rose and Bernard, everybody's standing there. Well, it's funny you say that because the Lost and Locked Band and I were debating over the lyrics for He's Lock song. And um, one of the things... Uh, in in the chorus there where it says he's lock he's lock he's lock, I was gonna say he cannot die. He's lock he's lock he's lock. You know that's true. He does. Uh, he has work to do. He doesn't cry. That's what I hear. Well, I was gonna say he can't die, but he does uh, cry though. That's very inaccurate. I know both are inaccurate. He's <laughs> dead and he cries. <laughs> so I said, "Ban, listen." That's why he got the boot. That that's not any good. But you know, before he was in the coffin. There really was no way to to take his head off. He, he had work to do. I mean, if the island needs you, you will not die. Yeah, well, that, that's my point. Which is why, which if he is pulled why the, the trigger, didn't have a bullet. Well, even if what it did if the have, gun a bullet? Didn't have a bullet, would have bounced off his skull, <laughs> ricochet, <laughs> and then hit Jack. That would have been. Excellent. It would have went through. He would. It would have went through his face. Uh, yeah. He would. His face would have absorbed the bullet. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm just glad it didn't have a bullet. Would it have been another heroes moment? Ah, you know we love heroes. You know, like maybe the bullet he'll, he'll, would have stopped would in time. It w- would have just come out of the gun and stopped right at his eye. He would. Um, another bullet scene. <laughs> Remember the old good bullet scenes we talked about? Yeah, bullet scenes are great. That would make another good bullet scene. Maybe uh, throw a um, monocle unlock. But, listen, you know, let me finish. This monocle is made of bulletproof glass. 
Mm, now, how about... That's actually a Simpsons joke. I'm sorry. I stole that one. <laughs> it goes through his eye, and he needs a replacement eye, and he happens to find a glass one on the island. You know, I hear there's a large surplus of glass eyes on the island, so that would work out very well. And the island turns the glass eye real. <laughs> what? X-Files-like. Okay, that is ridiculous, Chris. <laughs> and uh, make note, that's coming from the guy that thinks Locke will come back to life when he gets back to the island. Okay, here's my little theory, Okay, I know we haven't covered a lot of point for point in in season four but just to put the cap on everything that last scene with Locke in the coffin was you know that's going to get all the talk until season five of course it's just like the flash forward at the end of season three yeah which is all we talked about all all (laughs) summer long that's they're good at it uh but Locke in the coffin you know if we're gonna kind of rewind to earlier where we saw this newspaper article yes, where pictures were taken of and people read it and did research and, you know, tried to find out every little sentence as to what the article was saying so we could try to make a determination as to who the article was talking about. Yep. Well, the article said that he committed suicide, right? Uh, yes. The story is that he committed suicide. Now, it should be noted that I think... Um, that uh, the powers that be have uh, stated that the original newspaper clipping was a, a, a stand-in prop and should not be considered canon. But well... uh, the story the story is that Locke committed suicide because that's what uh, Saeed said to Hurley. Very, yeah. uh, very mysteriously, I might add. He said, they said it was suicide. <laughs> Almost Ba-ba. imply it wasn't. Uh, my personal theory, uh, Ben killed Locke. Wow. To get back to the island, that's what I think. Oh, so he could get back. Yes, Ben killed Locke as a way for him to get back to the island. Well, or, my... I'm also thinking maybe Ben and Locke are in cahoots. Maybe they're working together to get back to the island. I don't know. Possibly. I think another possibility is that Locke actually did kill himself. Oh, no. Because... Um, but I thought he had work to do. What was the work? Okay, if he has work to do, will the island let him die? No. Of course not. So if he's testing to see if his work, his work is done... <laughs> There's got to be a more simple way to do that. <laughs> well, I, I kind of say that uh, loosely, but... Am I done yet? Guess not. <laughs> Let's play it out here. He leaves the island, and he comes back and tells the Oceanic Six, plus Walt and whoever, um, hey... You guys need to go back to the island. No one's listening. No one's going for it. They don't go back to the island. So Locke, because he is a kind of this iconic figure between destiny and fate, and, you know, uh, he's just the tragic hero. Yes, I think very much. he can see into the future, and he knows that the only way to get these people back to the island is if he's dead. So that's plausible. So do you think? Uh, do you think Locke, if that were the case, uh, do you think Locke has some like notion that he might come back to life, or is he actually sacrificing himself for the uh, island's uh, greater good? Well, I think that's in the island's hands. That's why Locke was told to kill himself, and he kills himself. However, it happens, and because he died, we know that it will. 
come to pass like he foresaw. The people will go back to the island. And if there's this little time loop theory going on, timelooptheory.com, I think. <laughs> oh, yeah, very uh, great theory there. That's pretty wild. Uh, a lot of thought and a lot of time went into that. Kind of like last week with the, uh, the Dan. Oh, yeah, yeah the, from uh, Lockhart. Lockhart? Yep. Telling us about the time loop? Yes, yeah, so that, was a, that was a good uh, piece of feedback. If it is a time loop, well, then it's possible that if these people go back to the island, they'll all of a sudden go in another time loop and they will avoid Locke killing himself. Yeah, you can say paradox and it just screams, you know, it doesn't make sense. What, and the, what, what, what happened to paradox-free time travel, Chris? Producers have denied time travel from the beginning, but look what the show's about. We're seeing more and more time mm. issues here. Touche. So do you th- uh, are you predicting that season six, all time travel all the time? That's, <laughs> That's like my uh, prediction, you know, <laughs> only flash forwards, only time travel. <laughs> all, it's the time travel season. I'm going to say alternate timelines, well, season on. six. Even, even, <laughs> <laughs> wow. Even though uh, the producers have denied time travel, they did at the beginning anyway. We, we've talked about how the show's always kind of had it in its DNA with this notion of like flashing back to the character's past. And then in season three, uh, in, in the uh, finale, that took it to a whole nother level. Mm-hmm. Um, so now we're hopping all over time. So it's only a matter. It's only a matter of time before a character is physically transported back in time. Because we we have uh, Desmond with his little time traveling uh, adventures, but he, he's not taking his. He's not physically going back in time. This is uh, consciousness jumping back and forth. Yeah, that's the way they explain it. That's the way they're doing it. Do you think we'll see more of that, or are you predicting people physically in their current state being sent back to the past? Because I can see a lot of problems with that. (laughs) I guess they try to preserve the timeline by doing the consciousness time warp. So let's say Locke visits his self... Can, can, can you have a flashback you, when you're dead? <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, Na- Naomi did in uh, Confirmed Dead. Ah. So there you go. So, hey, wouldn't put a it's, past on. It's happened before. It's weird. I'm just saying maybe Locke did actually kill himself for the good of the island, and maybe he'll come back to life. Maybe he won't, but he served his purpose. All right. I'm going to take the other side of that coin and say that Locke was murdered. Whoa. It was Ben that killed the lock. <laughs> Where? I don't know. Uh, are we doing the clue thing again? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. That's... I think... I'd like to see him come back raised from the dead. So, if my if the time loop theory's right, he's coming back. <laughs> How is this all about lock? But no matter what the topic of the show is, we always end up talking about time travel. Only recently, maybe. Uh, past past uh, six months, I think. But uh, <laughs> every everything, Locke. But anyway, um, it was good to see Locke. I like take... to see Locke when you talked about him in okay. Cabin Fever. Yes, best episode ever. Continue. Uh, I was just saying when he talked to Christian. Yes. Um, we finally see him talking to the embodiment of the island, or Jacob. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of that's still kind of fuzzy in my mind. What actually happened there? That's, uh, I'm just speechless. 
I, I like Locke. <laughs> <laughs> I actually, I just wanted to talk about how uh, when Ben turned the Frozen Donkey Wealthy into the season. Right. How I was so excited to see Locke finally step up and take his rightful place as the leader of the others. Yes. Um, I'm I'm really curious what bad things could possibly happen after the island moves, but um, I, I just I just feel nece- it's necessary for me to go back and explain my terrible reaction to seeing Locke in the coffin. Because that just seemed like an enormous tease by the writers. Like, look, Locke is happy. He's with the others. He's going to fulfill his destiny. And then in the final seconds of the episode, it's like, oh, not really. He's dead. Sorry. <laughs> what I'm uh, left hanging on that sentence, bad things happen on the island. I'm wondering why they happen. As a result of what? Yes. As a result of, you think, the Oceanic Six leaving? Is that why bad things happen? Do bad things happen because Locke's the leader and he's never been a leader? No. False. (laughs) He might be a leader at heart. That's for sure. Because he's played little army games that he got poked fun at in the office. (laughs) And, you know, but he's a leader at heart, but does that mean he's really got it in him? Are you are you actually asking me this, or is this rhetorical in nature? Uh, it's just to bring discussion. I'm going to vote yes. I think Locke is ready. I think it took his entire life to reach a point in which he is ready to finally step up and take the reins of the island. Uh, we see Richard in the past uh, testing young Locke, and I feel that I feel Locke was always the chosen one to be the leader of the island, but he wasn't ready. So Ben. Is you know second choice, sloppy seconds. It's like uh, we want we want Locke, but uh, yeah, that Ben kid, he's kind of special. He will do for now. <laughs> oh, so if Locke is the man in charge, and now he's gone, who's gonna fill his shoes? Who's your daddy now, Brian? Who's your daddy? Um, who? There's got to be a better way to say that. Uh, <laughs> Who I don't know. With Locke off the island, I think Richard Alpert would be able to temporarily take a leader position, perhaps. Richard's like the right-hand man. He is, but I feel I feel in case of emergency, he can step up and kind of play the part of leader because all last season, Ben was gone from the others. They They had to make do with somebody, so I think Richard was calling shots in that time. You know, I when... Locke used the alias Jeremy Bentham. Do you think that was intentional in as much that he knew that Jerry, for those who don't know, Jeremy Bentham was a philosopher? Yes. Whose body was preserved and any votes, I forget where his body is preserved, but at this courthouse... I thought it was at a university. A university, somewhere. that's right. Yeah, um, where it is preserved, any sort of voting that that has that occurs at this university, uh, he had put in writing that he wanted to attend, even though he was dead. So it shows in the records, you know, who's attending the voting set, the meetings, and it always says Jeremy Bentham is present, but not voting, something like that. Wow, creepy. Yeah, and they had him in this little glassed enclosure for many, many, many years until his body just started to decay enough that his head fell off. Oh. <laughs> so they removed the head and 
put a fake head on the body. So I, I understand it still sits in the university, and which is kind of creepy. It is very creepy. So, so let's say that's why Locke took the name Jeremy Bentham. <laughs> He's like, I know I'm going to shoot myself. I know my head's going to fall off. <laughs> no, but I'm going to ask that I be present on the island. That's no, come on. I don't think the for char- important, you know. I don't know. I don't think so the- that the black smoke monster can speak through me. <laughs> oh, no. I do not think the character John Locke was aware of the significance of his name. I think that's just obviously the writers kind of like dropping oh. something in there, like wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Okay, look how clever we are, which really? we're very good at, which is why I love the show. But I would like, <laughs> I would like to think that Locke is smart enough and has thought ahead of of uh, what he was doing to be able to come to uh, the name Jeremy Bentham on his own, but uh, dumb luck, maybe? Or maybe he was assigned the name Jeremy Bentham. Maybe Richard sent him on a mission, like, all right, John, you need to bring back the six. I'm going to ask you to turn this wheel and, you know, don't use your real name. From now on, you're Jeremy Bentham from New York or whatever. I think we may see a lot of parallels as this season progresses. Parallels between... Locke and Jeremy Bentham. Oh, yeah, definitely. That'd because be, that'd be excellent. Uh, according to what I read in the encyclopedia. According to Wikipedia, some uh, students have been known to steal the head of Jeremy Bentham <laughs> as a prank. Yes. That's what I hear. He was also claimed uh, he was a child prodigy. So where, where did Richard go back in time to talk to? You know, to see if yeah, five-year-old somebody Locke. was a child prodigy themselves. Um, and Bentham's also known for some other things that I think make surface in season five really like yeah. what, what do you think will uh come up in season five uh, example uh bentham was a social reformer okay uh, he he was kind of like a radical um he was involved legally and socially and and one of his ideas was uh he created this prison which which has this name the panopticon um which is supposed to instill a sort of paranoia in the prisoners. It was just a radical idea. Yeah, that is a radical idea. <laughs> Amongst other ideas. So let's say this season that Locke, you know, we see him on the island, and he comes up with some weird prison for those who don't don't adhere or don't agree with what he's commanding they do. He comes up with this weird prison, gives it a name, and I see a lot of parallels. Season uh, six, Locke with no head. <laughs> <laughs> Confirmed. Uh, uh, maybe. You know what? This is lost. Anything can happen. Uh, so maybe. Yeah, uh, well, Locke likes Twinkies. <laughs> that is a little-known fact about Locke. And I like Locke. All right, so are are we done uh, giving our two cents about Locke this past year? Are we going to... Yeah, we could really go and go and go. I think we could do an hour show talking about Locke, just the two of us. Oh, but... Easy. We we have to we have to save something for next October. And and mostly we could do it just rambling. Yeah, I don't know I don't know if the listeners find that appealing about <laughs> us. Well, you know what I like about Lost Unlocked is their loose, rambly structure. They just blab. It's very incoherent and at the very end of the show I've got a lot of information and I don't really know where it came from. <laughs> it didn't mean anything. <laughs> <laughs> this whole podcast is a long con. <laughs> It's like, come on, trust us. We, we're podcasters. Yeah. And then years later, you look back like, what was I thinking? <laughs> those, those fools, they didn't know anything. I was an idiot. Oh, hopefully, they won't feel that way. 
please no. don't leave us listeners please i mean uh, it's entertaining for for maybe people but for you and i it's good brain fodder to just throw something out and toss it cuz that's how we come up with new ideas i think no yeah definitely this really helps me as a viewer this podcast i i think that if the listeners enjoyed listening to the show half as much as i enjoyed making the show <laughs> then it it'll be great five stars best podcast if we sat down and typed out an outline, it'd just be point, 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 point taken, done. So I think this kind of adds to a little more creative flowing juices. Creative creative flowing of juices. Yes, that's says, it. Says Chris. <laughs> you know, I, I want to hear creative flowing juices from the community. All right, from the community, uh, first piece of feedback... Is right here. Is right here uh, from Churley, listener of the show. Uh, Churley says, hey, dudes, Locke to me is kind of annoying sometimes. Like when he's all like, oh, I lost a kidney. Feel bad for me. <laughs> I got a little old, but he's pretty cool. Oh, now he's pretty cool. Yeah, well, all right. At least he's pretty cool, I guess. Uh, the island let Locke die because it was Locke's mission to protect the island, and once the people who wanted to leave the island succeeded in leaving, uh, he convinced the other survivors to be others and protect and serve Jacob, a.k.a. the island. Therefore, his purpose has been fulfilled. Hmm. And he's now dead. Oh. So, what do you think about that, uh, Chris? Was that Locke's true purpose to... Uh, Protect the island? To protect the island. I mean, they he did have some part in moving the island. I know many people are quick to say, well, you know, Ben actually moved the island. Locke didn't do anything. He was just kind of there. You know what? You have some nerve, people. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I apologize. It's October. I get a little emotional. Well, Ben did push the wheel, if that's, that's what true. indeed... He did physically push the wheel, and he did have knowledge of the wheel. But... But let's say Locke, turning the wheel. Locke was there, so. Well, let's say turning the wheel sent Ben away from the island, but didn't cause the island to disappear. Let's say Locke was responsible. I because see, we've got a time difference between real world and lost island time. I don't know what could have happened in the short time between, like. Short it, it was, on like, an outside view, but not on the island. But it was instant. We saw the, the shot of Ben turning it, and then there was the bright purple light. And then when the light was gone, the island had disappeared. But that was from an outside view. So do you think... <laughs> we weren't on the island. Wait, wait. Are you are you claiming that... There's two different times? That Ben turning the wheel had nothing to do with this uh, anomaly that yes. turned the sky purple and moved the island? Correct. So Ben just turned the wheel and then he got sent away. Yes. But Ben said he was going to move the island. Oh, he did? Yes, he... I, I, I think so. You're making me question myself now. <laughs> ben does stuff that goes against the norm. Like Edgar Hallowax says, don't put metal in the elevator. And what do you do? Put metal in the elevator. No, he come on. Ben Ben moved the island. I can't believe you made me doubt myself. Ben even said to Locke, whoever moves the island can't come back. Yeah, so, he can't come back. All right. Pretty, well, pretty sneaky, Chris. You almost had me. Well maybe Locke pretty moved sneaky. it a second time. No, no. You're not you're not gonna get me there. He could have. 
Good I suppose it's possible. So okay. thank you, Charlie. And thank now you. we have a little audio feedback from the Donald. Oh, the Donald from Donald is Lost. From the Donald is Lost. So let's, take it away, Donald. Let's hear him. Hey, Chris and Brian. Uh, it's your good friend, Donald. Uh, I just wanted to stop by for a little while and tell you guys a little something about why I love Locke. Now, I was first introduced to Locke, the man that we know now, in the season one episode, Walkabout. Now, I had known Locke before from watching the first three episodes, but it wasn't until I saw Walkabout that I truly began to enjoy this character. Now, it was four years ago. I was a young lad at the tender age of 20. I was just coming into my own, just realizing what I wanted to do with my life when I met this guy, Locke. As I, I watched the episode Walkabout, I really wanted to be like him, you know? I mean, it didn't start off the best, you know, watching Locke being miserable and in the wheelchair. But when I saw what he had became and the way he put all that to the, to the side and he became this great character, but still shrouded in mystery, it made me want to follow him. And I've been following him up until season four, when regrettably we get to see him in a coffin. Now, it's not Locke's best moment, but I believe there's more to, more to come on Locke and I really can't wait to see it. Uh, I can't wait to hear what everybody else has to say about Locke and how they came to meet Locke as well. Thank you. All right. Uh, thank you, good friend of the show, Donald. Did I hear whispers? That's how he transports himself from here to there. <laughs> oh, wow. That's, that's cool. That's A to B. That's pretty cool. Donaldslost.com. I think I heard myself whisper lost on Locke somehow, and I don't know how I said it. <laughs> that yeah, was it's freaky. Very, it's very bizarre. <laughs> um, so, thank you, Donald. Uh I feel I feel the same way because when we think back to our initial meeting of Locke, he was just got this weird guy on the beach now, I've got eating a oranges. You say you agree with him, right? Yeah, I mean I agree, you know, that the big turning point for Locke is the walkabout episode. Come but he on. said he wanted to be like Locke. Who doesn't want to be like Locke? You want to be old, bald, and crippled? <laughs> I'm, I'm getting there. Give me give me thirty years. I will oh, be there. Okay. You you want to be? I want to be the hunter. The hunter. That's what I want to be. I want to be the man of the jungle. You want to be man of faith. I want to. Yes. I wish I could have the kind of faith Locke has. Well, why don't you start a religion? <laughs> Lost and luck is not a cult. <laughs> a common misconception. I just had to clear that up right here. Thank you. Thank you very much. So, uh, yeah, but um, it took it took a while to kind of warm up to the character. Weird guy on the beach eating oranges, enjoying the rain. Um, but I agree, Donald. Uh, Walkabout was a huge turning point, and I also hope to see more of Locke in seasons five and six. I think that's an understatement. We'll probably see a lot of him. Okay, well, I mean, we definitely have more to see of Locke on the island in season five. Well, we have to figure I... out why he's the key. Yes, agreed. So... Moving on to our next piece of feedback from Chris. Chris? Uh, who, who's AKA'd as Peony. Is that how you would pronounce that? Okay. Uh, Peony, Illinois? Uh, I'm not sure, but... Uh, <laughs> or the flower. They have this to say. Okay. Uh, I have a comment for Locke uh, on next week's podcast. Remember the episode when Locke had the vision with Boone? Uh, that was season three, episode three. Three um, further instructions, I believe. 
Um, if you rewatch that vision, it's almost like Boone is talking about what happened after the six leave the island. Oh, now this is, okay, the little vision that Locke has when he's in the sweat lodge. Yes, yes. And he's inhaling those marijuana leaves that are burning. No, not, no? not marijuana, no. Okay, whatever they are. The wacky paste. Yeah, wacky paste leaves <laughs> in leaf form. In leaf form. And this is when Boone shows up out of the blue and and uh, kind of made me jump off the couch. Terrible haircut Boone had, but... Uh, yeah. It's Maybe not terrible, different. But I, 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 I remember watching that scene when I first saw it, thinking that Boone was alluding to a lot of stuff that was yet to happen. Yeah, because the at the time, the big takeaway was, Luck, you have to go rescue Echo. You know, he's been taken by polar bears, which we saw in that episode, which... Uh, I don't know. I was going to talk about the mystery of why Locke had hairspray again, but <laughs> we'll, we'll leave that for another day. Uh, um, so, yeah, uh, th- I thought I thought it alluded to more stuff later that season because you have um, Claire and Charlie and Aaron all together, and Boone says, they'll, they'll be okay for now, which kind of alludes to Charlie's death. Yeah, we said they will be okay for now. Yes. Not like... One of them will be okay for now, or he will be okay for now. So if it's they, then that's, that's saying all three of them are kind of in danger? Mm, maybe. I mean, so we, Charlie know, we know Charlie is dies. dead. Claire's Claire, possibly dead. Claire may be dead. She could be a manifestation of the and, island and like a, Christian. And Aaron is being raised by a convict. <laughs> What's more dangerous than that, I ask? There you go. They're all in danger. Uh Anyway, sorry about that. Uh, so we see them three in the vision. Uh, yes. Uh, Boone talks about getting the family back together. That was uh, weird. Could he be talking about getting them back to the island? Again, there could be there could be a dual meaning here. Because at the time, um, Jack, Sawyer, and Kate are away on the Hydra island. So he could be talking about retrieving them and bringing them back to the main island. But That's kind of what I thought. It could work on two levels. Why not? This could be this brilliant, brilliant clue hidden in the beginning of season three. Um, point number two, uh, when Locke pointed to Desmond, Boone said, he doesn't need help. He is helping himself. Uh, Desmond's with Penny and is happy after they leave the island, which oh. it's true. Desmond is helping himself. How did he help himself? Uh, he's kind of, well, we've, we've, we've talked about um, how Desmond refused to come back to the island. Uh, he really, I feel, since we met Desmond, he made it his personal mission to get off the island. He didn't care about anyone else. Uh, think about when he, he ran to his boat and tried to sail away without telling anyone. And then we have him on the, on the uh, freighter, refusing to come back and help. Uh, Desmond has always been out to take care of himself, which you know, I can't blame him. I think he even helped himself in the constant. He's the one that went back to Penny and and set the whole thing up. Remember? Yeah. So yeah. It's kind of like my brain melted. Yeah. It's kind of like you talk about that episode. I. <laughs> you know, because he he was losing it, and he was back and forth between past and present in the constant. Yes. And he needed a constant, and it wasn't until. Later in that episode, you find out that, you know, he he was able to go back and tell Penny, you know, hey, I'll call you. And then in the future, he called her, and boom, the constant was was made, and he 
came to his senses and knew who Saeed was, and he was okay. All right, so I, can, I can see where you're coming from there. Uh, so, th- there you go. Desmond's helping himself. That's kind of a weird way to put it, though. I- I'm almost thinking it means something else. I'm going to have to go back and analyze that scene. Uh, Boone says, it's your mess, clean it up. Actually, I think the line is, you have to clean up your own mess. Yeah. But I'm not nitpicking. We just actually watched the scene before we recorded. Um, is it Locke's fault that they left the island? Ask Peony. What do you think, Chris? Did Locke drive them away from the island? I think... What was Locke's mess? Um, at the time... The fact that he led the people his, across his... the island? and at At this point, if there truly is a dual meaning to all this... Uh, his mess was the fact that he destroyed the um, terminal in the hatch, did not push the button, yeah, which uh, caused to the almost near death of Echo, who Locke did save, who died anyway. And how is he supposed to clean it up? Finish the church? Uh, save save Echo, maybe? Uh, Burn marijuana did? leaves in no. the church? <laughs> what, that, that is the worst thing you have ever said. Why? <laughs> Oh, this thing is funny. You know, he's supposed to clean up his mess, and here he is in this. Was he in the church yes, uh, frame? I, th- I think the yes, I think the sweat lodge was built within the church. Oh, oh. come on, Chris! Why can't you just let that flashback go? Locke did not know. Brother Echo were, wouldn't like that sweat they were growing or smoke in illegal his church. Drugs. Locke <laughs> did not know. Uh. Um, okay, point four. When Locke tries to leave, Boone says, "You'll need this." Uh, referring to the wheelchair. Will Locke need his wheelchair when he goes off the island? Uh, does he not need his wheelchair on the island because time on the island is before he got pushed out of the window? That's a good one. Yeah, that's po- uh, yeah. So if it's a time loop thing, that makes sense. You go back to when before you lost the ability to walk, which is why you could walk. I don't know. Again, it's it's strange because anytime we talk about time, it it is strange. Yeah, but time is just so why, elusive. Why Locke, even if Locke was sent back to a different time, the time is different. But Locke himself still physically went through all that stuff. So how would he have the ability to walk? I wonder. Magic. Magic. All right. <laughs> the coverall. <laughs> hey, Chris. What, what's the black smoke monster made out of? Fairy dust. Fairy dust. Excellent. <laughs> You know, the show makes perfect sense now. Ask me who Sawyer is. Who is Sawyer? Peter Pan. <laughs> oh. Nah, I got to disagree with you there. Oh. He, he, if if you were Peter Pan, he would be the most vulgar Peter Pan yeah. in all of history. <laughs> uh, anyway, in conclusion... Uh, I, I'm thinking he can't walk when he gets off the island. Yes, that's what I think, too. I think when he left the island, it took away his ability to walk. Yeah. I think that was a gift from the island. That's just what I think. You see, it's just like if you're on the island, you're still alive, like Christian. If you're <laughs> like, off well, the we, island... It's like we brought the body back to the dead. island, and now it's back before he died, <laughs> so all better. So when Locke goes back, he'll rise again. Yes. Very good, Chris. Uh, and the final point is, I think Locke was in the military at some point. Well, that's interesting. I'd wondered about that. Uh, uh, remember when he got the call asking for the colonel? I know they made it seem like he was playing a military-style board game, but I still wonder. Um, that is interesting. Uh, just to finish up, uh, by the way, I love the show. I am spoiler-free, always have been. 
It is the only way to totally enjoy the show. Oh, yes. Why would anybody want to know what will happen? <laughs> That's just crazy. <laughs> All right, so thank you, uh, Chris. I agree. Why would anyone want to know what's going to happen? And a quick plug for uh, Lost Mythos. Lost Mythos. Yeah, because Axel Foley, who hosts that podcast. Ooh, wait, what was his name? Axel Foley. Can we can we uh, drop the Beverly Hills Cop theme <laughs> right now while we talk about it? <laughs> you, you just talk, you just talk. I'll do it. Oh. Um, good old Axel. He says that he is just as spoiler free as Chris is touting here. As spoiler free as we are. Why would anyone want to know what's going to happen? He doesn't care to watch the commercials. He doesn't care to hear anything about it. Forget it. He's not interested. He wants to enjoy the show as it is revealed in its full glory. Wow. Excellent. I so, uh, Sounds like my kind of podcast. Thumbs up for Axel well, Foley. Now, where can I find a show? Uh, LostMythos.com. It's kind of like Lost Myth OS. LostMythos.com. Lost Mythos. Uh, very yeah. cool. I, I'll be sure to check out uh, Mr. Foley's podcast. So, anyway, he's spoiler-free, too. So, Spoiler-free for the win. Good way to go. Anyway, um, were you going to make a comment on this military um, statement that Peony made? Yeah, because uh, I recall, wasn't he playing a military game one time? He was. I think that was just just a uh, escape from reality, though. I mean, there is a large portion of Locke's young adulthood that we don't know. Um, but, I don't know. Military? Maybe. I wouldn't count it out, but I feel... At this point, it's a little little late to add uh, flashback pieces like that, but I don't know, maybe, perhaps. See, it's hard to, to think that he was able to uh, obtain the skills he has in tracking, hunting, throwing knives, uh, killing, well, and, you know, animals. Yeah, well, my, my understanding... By well, reading a book. <laughs> why'd you cut me off? <laughs> Is that what you're going to say? I, I was going to say my understanding is Locke is in a wheelchair. He's not very physically physically able to do stuff like that. So he did a lot of reading, a lot of research. Maybe he watched uh, the Outdoors channel. Yeah, maybe he wheeled his wheelchair in the hollow deck, and he pretended he could. <laughs> How would that work if you did take your if you were um, if you were unable to walk if you're paralyzed and you went to the hollow deck? Uh, could you could you walk in the hollow deck? Yes. Wow. Did they do an episode like that? Uh, well, I'm sure like, they wh did. Well, I can't what, what recall. What was his name? What was the original uh, captain of the Enterprise? Now, Captain Pike. Pike. Uh, was in an episode. It wasn't the hollow deck. It was where these aliens could create an illusion that he could walk and he looked younger. Okay. But indeed, he was burnt yeah. and in a wheelchair. Yes, yes. I remember that. I remember that. So I, the hollow deck could kind of do the same thing. Okay, well... So maybe the island is a giant holodeck. It's a giant holodeck. Confirmed. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, for, They're on the bridge of the Star Trek Enterprise. <laughs> <laughs> Surprisingly, not the worst theory I've heard. Oh. Um, actually, most of the terrible theories I hear come from myself, but that's that's a oh, sad topic no, for another no, day. No. But military, uh, like I'm saying, that's really tough to read a book and obtain some of the skills so, so he think, has. So you think that the uh, the hunter that Locke is, that would require him having some type of real work experience. But he, he went hunting with his dad. Uh, that taught him tracking, right? That for taught what, him how birds? to shoot a gun. 
Pheasants, maybe? For one or two times? It was a long con. I'm sure they hung out several times. Oh. You know, Locke's dad taught him to hunt. Well, I've been hunting several times, but I am by no means a decent tracker at all. Hmm. Uh, Are you a good tracker? No, no, I'm not much of a hunter either. But you probably went hunting more than I have. Have I? Yeah, how many times have you been hunting? Uh, not not a lot. I go, I go camping a lot. Have you gone more than two? No. No? Hunting, not my bag. You're, you're just, you're just uh, furthering the stereotype of uh, all, <laughs> all of Georgia. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I'm sorry, uh, fellow Georgia. Maybe, uh, maybe Locke already had the skills, and it's because he had the skills, it interested him to read more about how to use his skills. So he put them to use when he got on the island. Uh, you know? All right, you know, initially I was resistant to this idea, but you have won me over, so. Okay. Yeah, maybe Locke does have a brief uh, military background. Possible. All right, so thank you, Peony, thank you, Chris. for the email. And uh-huh. now we have a call, a very special call from Anton. regular listener Anton Bruckner. All right, let's do it. Hi, Chris and Brian. This is Anton Bruckner. Happy Locktober. I can't take credit for coming up with this theory, but I haven't seen it discussed in too many places and thought it was worth mentioning. In the episode uh, Cabin Fever, Richard Alpert gave a young John Locke a test closely resembling the test for the Dalai Lama. One of the five items that Richard laid on the table was a book of laws. In the second season episode, What Kate Did, Echo talks to Locke while in the swan hatch and begins telling him a Bible story. In essence, Echo tells Locke that a king named Josiah, who tried to rebuild a ruined temple for his people, uh, ordered his secretary to go to the treasury and have it emptied of gold to pay for the workers. His secretary returned with no gold, but reported that a book had been found. This book was a book of law, now known as the Old Testament. With this book, Josiah rebuilt the temple. I speculate that in Season 5, we'll find that Alpert wasn't just guiding Locke. He was looking for an unstuck-in-time Locke so that he could be John's constant. I believe both John and Jack will loop back at the end of the series, except John will be fully aware of the time loop and remembers everything, right down to when and how long it rains. Keep up the great podcast. Let me know your thoughts. Bye time loop uh, the time loop theory is catching on so, so it's this is part time loop theory part book of law theory so this is Locke's second time through is what he's saying that's how Locke kind of knows these things but doesn't have an active grasp of what's going on he just kind of feels it's right because he's been there before, yeah, right. Yeah, perhaps, perhaps. Um, so, so what, uh, Mister Don Bruckner is saying is that both Jack and Locke, he believes, are going to be sent back to the beginning of the crash. Only this time, Locke will have knowledge of everything that has happened. Is that? Yeah. Will he have full knowledge, or will he get that weird feeling again, how, like he's been there before? <laughs> deja how, vu. Deja vu. That would be the name of the finale. Deja vu. <laughs> no. So how how would Locke knowing everything beforehand affect um, the events as they unfold? I wonder. 
I don't know. Perhaps we could ask someone who um, would be in that predicament right now. Ben? <laughs> really? You think Ben? Knows the future? I, know. Huh. I, I thought I thought your big thing was Ben has control of some magic substance that sees the future. I thought that was your ultimate theory. Yeah, well, he knows the future. Are you saying that Ben is living a time loop? Yeah, I guess I could be saying that. <laughs> You're saying it, but you don't even know it. Yeah, I don't. I just know Ben knows the future and uses it to his advantage. It's like he knows he can't die. Uh, He's, you know. Uh, yeah, I, I agree that Ben knows bits and pieces of the future and he can use that to his advantage. But uh, you know, maybe, maybe time loop so theory is involved. That's how John Locke could use uh, those bits of what he knows about the future to his advantage. Whatever outcome that would be, keep the island from Widmore. Huh? Now, why you know this? I why does he want? Why is the island special to him? What does it give him? Lock. Yeah, just the ability to walk. Lock. Just the ability to walk. Have you tried not walking for a period of time? <laughs> it's, it's it gives him leadership. It, it gives, gives him, him leadership. It gives him purpose. It gives him a a reason to live. Really, I mean this. It gives this him wacky Locke's, friends. This is Locke's purpose in life. Well, what about Helen? You know, Helen's gone. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I feel Locke truly loved Helen, but she blew that. Oh. So, sorry, Helen. Goodbye, go, Helen. Go do a uh, Married with Children reunion. Ooh. Good, 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 uh, good insight, Anton. Yes, thank you. I Mind-boggling feedback. I think my my head is spinning. So we've got more feedback from... From Lockhart. BCK Lockhart. Uh, would you like to tackle that one, Chris? Sure. And he uh, submits his thoughts on Mr. John Locke. And uh, they are listed in six bullet points. Oh, he's so orderly. Excellent. So let's discuss point number, s- number the, one. The award for best organized feedback goes <laughs> to Lockhart. Uh, number one, his thoughts. Is Locke dead? Well, Lockhart says, we do know that Jeremy Bentham is dead, so I can buy the fact that Locke is dead. But will he stay dead? Now that is another question. When you're dead, you're dead, according to Damon and Carlton. The key word in that sentence is when. (laughs) Remember the time on the island? It's complicated. So John coming back to life is very possible. This question is when. Hmm. What do you think of bullet point number one? Uh, bullet point number one is very interesting. Um, so when Locke is dead, he is dead. So Is that splitting hairs by saying, well, the, the uh, Damon and Carlton said well, when on. you're dead. That's the key word. No, no, no I, I don't think so. This is kind of similar to something we brought up earlier with the weird time discrepancy between the island and the mainland. Uh, so when you're dead, you're dead. So is this is the island in a time uh, period before Locke was dead? Because then he would not be dead. <laughs> I don't know. Ta- talking about time travel always makes me feel like a six-year-old. It's like, well, I, I thought if we if we got a DeLorean, then everything would be a lot simpler. Yeah, but it's not only talking about time travel which, you know, we can't ever really obtain, but it's also talking about what someone has thought about in their head and trying to pre-guess 
what they're thinking about. Or, you know, it's, it's like getting in Damon and Carlton's head to find out what is going on. What do they mean by this? What do they mean by that? And you could really, kind of like a, a tree. It's got this main trunk. All right. Lost have, is you, like a tree. And you have these questions. They start going off into main branches. All right. And, and you take the main branches they and they go sub, off. They have sub-branches. Little sticks and then twigs. And it just goes on Okay, so and if on. Lost is a tree, what are what are the main branches of Lost? Uh, I'm, ooh. You, you have, you have, you have uh, the, the nature of the island. Well, the, branch, we the branches vague? are like, um, I guess it could, I don't know if I want to say plot or pivotal points in the show. What, what about the tell section? Would that be kind of like a like a tiny limb? Well, I'm, I'm using the tree as an illustration to say there are many ways uh, it could go. I'm, take, I'm taking this tree thing very literal. But the producers only have one way so, in mind, so, so they take the pruning shears and they, <laughs> and they clip can, off. They, they trim it up to their liking. Yeah, to exactly the shape they want to get. And we don't know the shape. So we could shape it a number of different ways. Mm, so instead of a tree, can we call it a hedge? Sure. And we're cutting this hedge into an animal. Uh, okay. Okay, all right. A bunny? Sure. Or a walrus. <laughs> walrus? Yeah, sure. Why not a walrus? A uh, bunny is on Lost. Large, majestic, you know, tusk. Okay. A, a, wal- a walrus can be on Lost. That's my season five prediction. But it's hard to predict if Damon and Carlton are using the word when you're dead, you're dead. Because obviously, if you are dead, right then, right there, of course you're dead. Yeah. But you think they're really splitting hairs by kind of saying, well, when you're when you're dead, wait, wait, yeah, when no, you're dead, they, you're dead. No, they could, you could take it that way, or they could be flat out denying something to kind of preserve the uh, impact of the plot, which I, we've seen them do time and time again. Yeah. I, I remember before G. Yeon aired, um, there was an interview somewhere that I remember hearing about where they were actually asked point blank, like, oh, you know, will we ever see kind of, you know, simultaneous uh, flashback, flash forward episode? And they, they said no. Oh, they asked that? Yeah, yeah, something like that. Really? Yeah. And they, they denied it and they were confronted later and uh, their response was kind of like, oh, well, you know, even if you get something, you know, completely right, we can't confirm this. That would ruin the show. So they completely bear false witness. Sure. <laughs> you can put it that way. Wow. Anything anything to preserve the integrity of the storytelling. Okay, so... I don't mind being lied to. I, I could take this line, when you're dead, you're dead, and throw it out the window. Well, that's just because you're so reluctant to accept the the initial uh, the initial decision, what the line meant. Maybe they meant to say, when you're dead, you're dead forever? But they didn't say forever. Maybe they were cut off. <laughs> when you're dead, you're dead. Okay, a lot of discussion on bullet point number one. All right, let's 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 roll through bullet point number two. Number two, uh, BCK Lockhart's thoughts on Locke. Why did he die? Oh, yes, this is a good one. We talked about it earlier. He suggests maybe he tried to shoot himself like Michael, thinking that since the island won't let him die, <laughs> he'd be safe. Wow. I like this guy. Didn't I say that earlier in the podcast? Yeah, I think you did. We should really pre-read the feedback. Uh, Lockhart, I, I usually do, but you don't. So. Lockhart says, oops, guess the island was done with you, John. Oh, Jeremy. A.K.A. Jeremy. Uh, yeah, we talked about that earlier. It seems plausible. Hmm. 
I give it a plausibility rating of 5.8. But that doesn't really answer why did he die. Why would he try to shoot himself? That, that would be more like how did he die. Yeah. That's kind of why also. He died because he thought he would be safe from it. But why would he? That's very sad. Test I hope himself. That's how it plays out. Kind of like what you said earlier. Why would you pull the gun and say, "I'm going to test to see if my work's done"? Nope, not yet. Let me try again. <laughs> not sure why he died. I don't know. My my theory earlier was that he died so that the others, the survivors, would make it back to the island. That's why he had to die. He was a sacrifice. The island demanded. Yes. Wow. Bullet point three. A bit of irony there. Was he able to walk off the island? I I don't think he was able to walk off the island. I think he'd have to take a boat or. I think he walked a, on a, water. A plane. <laughs> <laughs> he can rise again. He can walk on water. Oh, you're taking it to the extreme now, Chris. <laughs> He's Jesus's buddy. <laughs> no. no. Oh. Uh, Lockhart says, this is one I've been thinking about. Remember the size of the casket? Yes, I do. Small, like the size of a child. Or is it because he's a man with no legs? Makes me think that he lost his legs after coming back. Did we we get a full view of the casket? That also makes me very sad. Uh, There is an overhead view of Jack putting his hand on the casket. Is it small? I I guess it's small-ish. It's not the largest coffin. But, you know, legs can be cramped up pretty tight. Yeah, yeah, and he's dead. (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah, I don't know. But I, you know, again, I have to say plausible. You know it would be really creepy? What is that? I just get this visual of his Twilight Zone episode where uh, this guy was a ventriloquist, and he worked the dummy. Yes. And the dummy was really alive. Oh, the living dummy episode? Yeah, you remember that one? I don't think so. (laughs) How'd you remember it? He just made it up. I think I've heard of it. Imagine if Locke's dead. Okay. Okay. And uh, Ben's trying to convince the others to go to the island. Are we going to make another Weekend at Bentham's joke? (laughs) Yeah. He sticks (laughs) his hand, you know, behind Locke and uses him as the puppet. All right, I'm Locke. You need to go back to the island. Locke sounds surprisingly like Kermit the Frog. <laughs> John Locke here. Hi you. Hey ho, Kermit the Frog here. It's not easy being bald. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Okay. Was he able to walk off the island? No, he probably took a submarine, a boat, a helicopter. <laughs> Come on, we can't. Was he? Did he? Did he still have his ability to walk when he left the island? Chris, what do you think? <laughs> I say no. I say no. Also, I say no. It's very sad. Okay. Um, I'll take. I'll take point four. Oh, okay. Take him a feedback. Uh, okay. Go ahead. No, well, if you want it, you can. No. Have it. Go uh, ahead. All right. Does Locke see Helen off the island? Ooh. Um, Lockhart says nope. She married a guy named Al Bundy. Oh. <laughs> 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 well, I'm sorry. I really. I usually. I, I don't know. Uh, I'm sorry. She married a guy named Al Bundy, squeezed out a couple of kids, and spent the rest of her days eating bonbons and complaining about her sex life. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Helen. Ooh. So, married with children reference. <laughs> Excellent. X A plus feedback right now. Does Locke see I, Helen? I don't even have to read the rest of this. Helen! Um, point five, he talks about the lost clue that we talked about. Yeah. The game? 
Uh, yes, he says, great idea. I would buy it. Well, let's make it. As would I. I think we'd get sued. Oh, let's don't make it. <laughs> we could, we could, um, we could kind of rip it off though. Like misplaced clue. It's about a magic island, and then the characters are just a little bit off. You know, we could make it similar, kind of like a, a parody. You know, I, I hear some podcasts take songs and change the lyrics to make a parody. I have heard people do that. So let's take uh, the words lost clue. We can't use lost. We can't use clue. So let's just change like one of the letters in lost, like A. Last. Last. And let's change like the C to G. Last glue? <laughs> yeah, that'd be the perfect game. Last glue. Uh, no, <laughs> false. I would not play a game called Last Glue. I'm sorry. <laughs> Come on. I don't see anything wrong with that. You'd have to have pictures of the characters a little off, too. You can't use their likeness. So, like Jack, you'd have to give him a big, you know, villain mustache. No, no, no. You change the A to an O. Jock? He'd be Jock! <laughs> but you still can't use his image. You'd have to slightly change it. No, little. I would make a caricature, you know, exaggerate certain parts like that tattoo. Boof! Boof. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't... Well, I have to have the sound effects for, you know, audio. They're not here in the studio watching me Biff, with these actions. Boof! <laughs> I had my hand over the tattoo... <laughs> <laughs> I went boof. <laughs> like be, it just because because everybody knows that's the sound a tattoo makes is boof. <laughs> Especially when there's metallic in there, and you get put in the MRI. They did that MythBusters actually. Oh, okay. Yeah, they busted it. Ah, excellent. Last glue, great idea. I would not buy last. Okay, glue. Okay, whatever. All right, uh, I'll, I'll let you finish the feedback. I'm not gonna take any more. Okay, numero seis, last bit here. Will Locke rise from the dead? <laughs> yeah! He says, oh yes. This will happen kind of, sort of. What does he say kind of, sort of for? He's, he's He like the undead deal? Yeah. He says, uh, the biggest thing I have about Locke is the fact that he is two people. You have Locke, the farmer, and Locke, the hunter. Before the island, lock the farmer. Uh, okay, before I go uh, go on, well, uh, the farmer is it kind of like a stereotype? No, no, it's it's a callback to uh, season three, episode three. Further instructions. Locke had that uh, talk with the, the the undercover cop. I think his name was Eddie. Uh, yeah, at the commune place. Yeah, yeah, they had this conversation about whether find out your whether you're a farmer or a hunter. Oh yeah, Do you recall that. And then, um, you know, Locke was going to shoot him. And he said, oh, no, you can't do it, Locke. You know, you're a farmer. You're a farmer, okay. And that was a big uh, talking point for that episode. So that's what Lockhart's drawing from. Thank you. So you have Locke the farmer and Locke the hunter. Before the island, Locke the farmer was a beaten down man who walked around like a scared dog with his tail between his legs. Jo John the hunter on island is very different. He's mostly confident hunter who seems to know way more than he should, but sometimes seems to revert back to John the farmer. We've heard references to John being a hunter or farmer on the show a couple times. Remember when John had just met his father? They went hunting? His father asked John if he was a hunter. Hmm. And John said no, and they laughed timidly. And when John saved Echo from the polar bear, Echo tells John he is a hunter. 
a recurring theme there. I, I like that. Easy to miss if people like Lockhart don't bring it out. <laughs> that same episode in the flashback when John is holding the gun to Eddie, which is the episode you're talking about. Yes, right, Brian? yes uh, further instructions. Eddie says that John won't hurt him because he's a farmer. John corrects him and says that he's a hunter. Almost like he was remembering what Echo had told him. Or how about Will tell him? Yes. yes. Was this really a flashback? Or did John have a time-traveling episode like Desmond did in Flashes? They were both involved in the hatch imploding, so I think they had similar experiences. So Lockhart says John Locke is two people, hunter and farmer. He's John Locke. He's Jeremy Bentham. He's dead. He's alive. Can't wait for season five. We have about three months to go. Wow, only three months. I can't believe we've made it this far. I'm amazed. At the feedback? Oh, that I made it this far through the hiatus. Oh, yes. Yes, that too. And that is great feedback. They, they are both stunning. Thank you. Very much. Yes, thank you greatly. I like the whole... I like the recurring uh, uh, hunter-farmer. I almost said funter. Luck is a combination of the two, something we call a funter. Yeah, do it again. What, read the feedback? Yeah. No, I'm okay. Uh, Last glue. (laughs) No. Do do not want. My favorite part. Uh, It's very interesting, and uh, I think think this... uh, concept of luck having a time travel episode kind of like desmond and flash is very interesting um one i haven't seen uh brought up before i have seen people um speculate that the first flash forward was not uh through the looking glass that there was like secretly a flash forward before that point that mm. we didn't know about but i think i think that was um denied by the writers i'm not sure oh I'm pretty sure yes uh, yes they did then don't believe them <laughs> Yes, we've already uh, mentioned how we can't trust them. but That's going to be hard for me to swallow whenever they say anything. Well, we don't listen to them because they, they talk about upcoming episodes. Oh, well, that's right. We don't listen. That's true. <laughs> I just hear what people tell me. Uh, anyway, uh, thank you, Lockhart. And um, this is just a little uh, excerpt from an email um, I received from Lockhart earlier in the week. I found it uh, interesting, uh, okay. so I thought I would read it. Um, Lockhart says, I can say this. I love the hiatus. What? How can I say that? It gives us plenty of time to rewatch old episodes, uh, to discuss them and probe deeper into the meanings of episodes that happened four years ago. Uh, that's true. It kind of gives you more time to appreciate the detail and the creativity. It gives us a little time to recharge our lost batteries. Yes. Uh, okay, so... Lockhart was hoping the ARG was going to be more than it turned out to be. But all in all, the hiatus has been a blast. I'm Mm. looking forward to season five, and it's really coming up pretty soon. I think about all the episodes I still have to rewatch and how much fun we are going to have on this and the other podcasts talking about things that happened in previous episodes. It makes it all worthwhile for me. Thank you, Chris and Brian. Thanks also to Donald and even the folks at the Hydra Cooler who have been consistently putting out podcasts during this time. It really helps us junkies get our fix. Our banter is not meaningless. Uh, perhaps not. I, I, it's uh, highly scrutinized. <laughs> I didn't want to read the, you know, oh, you guys are so awesome, tell us how awesome you are part. 
what I really liked about this was the the brighter side of the hiatus, which I haven't seen a lot of people talk about. That is a, a good point. Uh, in fact, it's kind of weird. I, I actually make that point at work. Really? Yeah, because, you know, most people, when you go to work, everyone has the Monday blahs. You know, I don't know anyone that's excited <laughs> about Monday. It's like, oh, somebody's got a bad case of the Mondays. <laughs> but Friday, you won't find anyone who hates Fridays. It's like, oh, it's Friday, Friday, weekend, weekend, uh, um, party. Uh, Bizarro Garfield. He yeah. hates Fridays, but well, other that, than that. Unless you're working on the weekends. That's true. Everybody, you know. But if you have weekends, weekends off, your traditional work week, Monday to Friday. So uh, I'm almost sometimes just... Uh, Try to play devil's advocate. It's like, all right, Monday. We have a so, full week of work ahead of us. I really Kinda confused like someone. I said, if Fridays were Mondays and Mondays were Fridays, would you be happy that it was Monday and sad that it was Friday? And if so, is it just a word? I was just, you know, rambling. <laughs> they kind of looked at me like, you freak. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's far too early in the morning for you to be saying what? stuff like that. But, but anyway, uh, I do enjoy... Uh, Thursdays. What? Okay. Because uh, Lost comes on. <laughs> right? That's why Touché. I love Thursdays. Well, not just for that. But I like Thursdays because, for the most part, the work is done from Monday through Thursday. Most of my main projects and all, if, if something comes up on Friday, it's an emergency. It was unplanned. Yes. So it's like Friday is almost cruise. So I'm sad to see Friday go, and then it's the weekend. I'm like, oh, it's the weekend. <laughs> <laughs> Monday's just around the corner. So see, I'm kind of like a leg up on everyone. Wow, you're, like, a, you're ahead of the curve. Yeah. It's like, yeah, it's Thursday. People are going, you're a nut. T-G-I-T. <laughs> <laughs> but see, after Friday, I'm like, oh, the work week is over. i got to prepare for a new week. Yeah, it's weird. Kind of hangs over my head but on the weekend. But you still don't like Mondays, correct? I don't mind Mondays. Freak. <laughs> <laughs> but what I'm saying is kind of like here, during the hiatus. So you think the season hiatus... five is like Thursday, and season six is Friday? See, we know we still have two more enjoyable days to go through, and once they pass, it's over. It's like, oh, gotta gotta get back to work. So you want to sit right here and enjoy where we're at, because you know there's more to come. Well, okay, I uh, I guess mm. I understand where you're coming from. A weird I, psychology. It, it's a unique take on the hiatus. It's kind of like uh, I wish the hiatus were longer. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I wish that. <laughs> it's like All a right, good was, cheesecake. I was, I was testing you. Yeah, I had a good it's like pumpkin. A, it's like a good cheesecake. You eat the whole thing. Well, it looks good, smells good. You taste it, and you say, this is good. You're halfway through, and you think, man, this is really good. Well, if you don't eat it, it's going to spoil. That's true. And you don't want to be involved with anything that spoils. So you eat it. It's <laughs> cheap. And, and after, it's, after you've digested it, it's like, that was really good. And it satisfies for a while, and and then you're hungry again. And what do you think? I wish I had some more of that cheesecake. See? Wow, yes, good. It's like, like Lost. That. It's yeah, like, oh, brilliant. cut it open. Exactly. So right now we're in the middle of the cheesecake. So Lost is like a cheesecake. Yeah. Don't want to get spoiled. And we're right near the end. So it's 
All right. Excellent analogy, Lockhart. Right. Love it. Yes, I love the hiatus yes. now. Brilliant. As Thank long you. as Locke's coming back. Yes, yes, that's true. <laughs> wow. Back back to Lock Talk. Lock. Um, we have an email from the Driveshaft Drummer. Ooh. Uh, who says, Happy Locktober, guys. Woohoo. Uh, uh, is is this the guy who's writing the mini Lost episodes? Yes, he's writing the Lost season four point five um, short stories we have featured on our show oh. several times. He has two more episodes to go. Um, but I can't believe he wrote. I've been waiting for this. Well, yes. Uh, well, he goes on to say, uh, "Drive Chef Drummer here, wishing you a happy holiday." Uh, the last two mini shows are written, and I hope to get them to you soon. But first, I present a Lost series four point five Locktober special. Ooh. By the way, this is definitely not canon. Oh, of course. You know, um, I didn't really know he had submitted this and was prepared, but we talked before, I'd kind of like to get his episodes and, you know, make the, the audio show version. Yeah, do like a radio drama. Yeah, like we did last time. Yeah, that, that was well received by the listeners. And uh, put them all together for like one nice big show. That would, that would be cool if we do actually do that. And then we'll probably move it to video. <laughs> no. And then we'll film it. It'll be the successor to Lost Man. Yes. But sadly, this week's um, October special by Drive Chef Drummer is not enhanced. So I guess it will be narrated. All right. Uh, so would you like to take the part of narrator and I will play the characters? Okay. Uh, we'll do that. I'm sorry, listeners. I'm very sorry. So, uh, well, I was looking to see if I had some nice on-the-fly bumper music here. Yeah, Here's what uh, Locke has to say about this episode. It was a dream, but <laughs> it was the most real thing I've ever experienced. See, that's Locke himself. <laughs> well, you got to believe him then. Okay, here we go. Locktober special, entitled... Did you read the title? I did. I was spoiled. Richard's Hero? Richard's Hero. Okay. The minisode starts with a picture of Locke's eye. As we zoom out, we see he's lying on the beach, topless. Ooh. Shirtless. <laughs> oh, <laughs> okay. Shirtless. <laughs> uh, Richard walks over and sits down next to him. Richard says, Happy October, John. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, this is not the punchline of the of the of the joke. <laughs> I didn't expect that at all. Hey, hey, he he said up front, this is definitely not canon. So okay, then I got a question. Stop. All right. <laughs> uh, yes, question in the in the back. <laughs> is this episode five? No, this Four? is not not canon. It's not in the storyline. It's not part of his. Okay. His storyline itself is not canon, but this is not canon <laughs> to his storyline. Okay, so I'm not doing the enhanced version of this. <laughs> you could. I could, but I don't have to. <laughs> Why not though? <laughs> if if we did a uh, season 4.5 podcast, this would be a good after show. Let's do That's that again. Okay. This minisode starts with a picture of Locke's eye, and we zoom out. He's lying on the beach, shirtless. Richard walks over and says, Happy Locktober, John. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Uh, okay. 
And John responds and says, <laughs> Why, thank you, Richard. I was just about to head up to the barracks for some fried eggs. Care to join me? Richard responds, Uh, thanks, John, but you know, I don't really like going up there. Old Smokey sort of freaks me out. Uh, how's the rebuilding going? John looks around and responds to Richard, saying, uh, Not half bad, if I don't say so myself. The teleportation of the island to Lake Michigan has really helped with recruitment. Uh, so we have a really good team of skilled laborers working on getting it back in tip-top condition. Locke gets up, and he looks down at his chest and asks, uh, How's my tan? Richard responds, saying, uh, That's looking pretty good, John. And John states, well, I ought to be going. Old Smokey's will be getting hungry. Bye. So Locke then turns and walks off into the jungle. Richard looks carefully around to make sure nobody is watching and quickly delves into his pocket and pulls out Mascara! Sawyer jumps out from behind a tree and yells, Well, darn diddly doo da yippee dee ha hey ya hey Richard. What? <laughs> I knew you wore makeup, you little Barbie doll, you. <laughs> That's actually written there. Yeah, that was actually how it was written. <laughs> darn diddly doo da and yippee dee ya hi. You read that pretty good. Oh, thank you. That's. <laughs> let's let's move on. <laughs> okay. Let's fight through the pain here. I knew you wore I'm in pain from makeup, laughing. you little Barbie doll. You. I, I, I knew you wore makeup. <laughs> oh, and Richard looks embarrassed, saying, Go away, James. This ain't funny. You've been bullying me ever since you came to this island. Can't you just go home? Sawyer teases him, saying, Oh, little Red Riding Hood don't want the mean comments. Eat mascara. <laughs> Sawyer grabs the mascara from Richard's hands and shoves it in Richard's mouth. Ooh, then runs off. Sawyer's kind of a jerk, isn't he? Yeah. Uh, That reminds me of something you'll have to to ask me about. John returns, and he's out of breath, and John says, (sighs) Darn it, Sawyer. Get y'all again, Richard. (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) Take two. Take two. John says... <clears throat> and John says, "Darn it, did Sawyer get you again, Richard? <laughs> I told him you need to stand up. I told you you need to stand up to him. Bullies are really just cowards." He looks up, and he calls, "Smokey!" The black smoke monster comes immediately, and stops and listens to Locke. Uh, yes, uh, fetch that redneck hillbilly for me, Smokey. Smokey immediately dissipates into the trees, and returns shortly. And he's carrying Sawyer up in the air by his T-shirt. And Sawyer yells, Hey, Chard, had to go get your daddy for you, didn't you? (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to get you for this. And John says, You've tormented my friend long enough here. Uh, I'm sending you back home. Sawyer says, What? What do you mean back home? How? And John responds, I lied, James. The island didn't really teleport to another place in the ocean. We're in the middle of Lake Michigan. Look, you can see the shore from here. He points. (laughs) Now swim away. I never want to see you again. (laughs) Smokey then throws Sawyer into the water, and Richard says, You're my hero, John. And they hug. (laughs) The end. (laughs) Um, Wow. I think it might be better if I read these in the future before I read them live. (laughs) Yeah, I I always read it before we 
go to air. So I, you didn't I, really you didn't really know the tone. You were expecting something dark and mysterious. I was. No, I think that was even better. <laughs> that, that that was good. I think you really captured the essence of the Sawyer character. <laughs> Especially with that nice descriptive uh what do you call those words? A bunch of booyah. <laughs> a, bunch of, a bunch of gibberish from Sawyer. Yes. It's like he's talking backwards. <laughs> we need to turn that around, see what it says. That's right. Let's let's see what it... I, I can say it and turn it backwards. Mm. Maybe. Maybe we can do it later. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, I wanted the listeners to hear it. Oh, okay. Well, we can put it in right here. Here. Okay, go go ahead and say it right now. All right, um, let me scroll up. Do, do, do. Oh, he's got to get ready. Okay. Uh, well, <laughs> I knew you wore makeup, you little Barbie doll. You. That was weird. That was bizarre. That was. But it didn't really make much sense backwards either. So. You didn't hear that? I did. Uh, you didn't hear the same thing I did. What did you hear? You didn't hear it backwards, did you? I guess not. It said something. Oh, oh wow! <laughs> wait till you hear the podcast. Oh, I can't wait to can't wait to hear it. Uh, anyway, a oh. uh, big thank you to the Drive Shaft drummer for another wonderful uh, submission to the show. He spoiled me. How, how so? Well, I'm I'm not saying he spoiled me as in the traditional sense of being spoiled like lost, but I'm spoiled because I. I was ready for another riveting episode, and yet he delivered this thing. It spoiled me. Yeah, well, he teased me. I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure the other two will be good. Oh, I know they will be. I know this was great, though. <laughs> so, uh, again, huge props. Cheers to the drive shaft drummer. All right, and welcome to a special segment for the show that we're going to call Point Counterpoint. Point Counterpoint. Oh, cool. Nice uh, theme music you made on the fly. Yeah. Impressive musician. Point, uh, counterpoint. Okay, all right. That was good. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, anyway, today's subject on point, counterpoint point is... Point, counterpoint. Is John Locke, is he good or is he evil? John Locke, is he good or is he evil? <laughs> <laughs> all right, you'll have to sing everything. It's like Chris is my singing echo now. Oh. Oh. You could be echo to my lock. Okay. Hello. I hope you don't get killed by the black smoke monster. <laughs> I certainly hope not. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, all right. So first up is none other than just Jimmy to tell us why he thinks John Locke is evil. Hey, guys. Uh, this is just Jimmy. I'm calling in. I know I was very, very last minute making the Locktober. Uh, podcast, but I hope you get this in. Um, got a couple theories. Most of you know I'm not a, a lost uh, scholar anymore. I'm busy working. Just kidding. Love the show as always. Miss it. Um, calling about Locke. Uh, a lot of you know that I do believe that Locke is evil. I'm not quite anti-Locke. I think he's very key to the show. I do think that that is true. That Locke is the key. Um, kind of some things to think about is like I think he kind of is like. A, Evil, kind of like Darth Vader is Luke Skywalker, and kind of like Locke is to the island. It's kind of a theory I'm working on right now. Um, a lot of foreshadowing led to that. Like early in the pilot episode, there's this like Terry Quinn's great acting conveyed that 
um, with this evil stare that was really zoomed into on too for a while. It's very directorial move, um, I believe, that kind of gave foreshadowing to what Locke's going to become. I also think that his relationship with Echo really gave us, me the deepest insight that this guy was really threatened by anyone who has like a, I don't know, a symbol of faith or someone who's spiritual or in touch with the island. And I really, really that's part of the thing that I'm basing a lot of my, my thoughts on is basically the relationship with Echo. And more importantly, the whole dark light conversation with the chess game, well, the backgammon game really, pardon me, at the start, um, and his relationship also with the boy um, gave me a lot of insight that too. I've got a lot of things I'm developing about that also. He also made the comment that he believes in the island more than God, and I think he really believes in fate more than faith. And I also believe that he could possibly want to be one of the original others, like maybe he was uh, born on the island and sent away from the island after birth, and they kind of followed him, and just like Eyeliner Boy did. And when he gave him the tools to pick the knife, I think that really definitely proved he was bad. And I think he's being watched. And they're really unsure what's going to happen. Anyway, that's all I'm um, really going to tease you with right now. I have a full um, series of uh, related events that really support my theory. And I love the podcast as always. Y'all take care. Uh, happy October. Peace. Just shoot me out. Well, you know, um, I don't know, Brian. It's well, uh, not as Jimmy, bad as I thought. Just Jimmy raises some valid points. Um, he mentioned the black-white thing, you know? Yeah, the black, the recurring black-white symbolism. Do you think that means good-evil? Yes, of course. Really? Two sides, one light, one dark. Well, I know there are two sides. I just didn't... So you... Hmm. Well, we know that the writers of the show could make characters go either way, so it's well, I, I, tough to admit he could be used for bad, Brian. Well, Locke has always been kind of a morally ambiguous character. I feel like he has he has done some uh, clearly, you know, evil things. Uh, you know, blowing stuff up. <laughs> Hitting people on the back, yeah, hitting people on the back of the head, uh, tying them up. But I, I think, I think whenever John Locke does something, he always has the island's best interest at heart. So, but not people's best interest. Yeah, you know, forget people. It's all about the oh. island. <laughs> but you know the Darth Vader thing. Oh yes. So dark, dark. John Locke is Darth Vader to the island's Luke Skywalker. Hmm. What do you think about that? It's interesting, uh, you know? It is. Well thought out. Yeah, it's something I'd like to hear more of, and it sounds like he may submit some more credentials to back up his theory. Oh. So look forward to hearing more from just Jimmy. Yes, I'm interested to see how, how this uh, theory will develop with okay. time. Uh, Brian, I'm the judge. Okay. All right. Okay, and I need to hear the other side. Okay, well, let's go ahead and play the other side. Uh, actually, uh, Montanzar was unable to call in, okay. so he actually just sent me a brief message, which I will read. He says, uh, so for the lock not being evil category, um, I have this to say. So John Locke enjoys blowing things up. Does that make him evil? False. If, if anyone were to threaten the island under his dominion, he would literally blow them up. BlackRock has a lot of TNT for usage. My point being, do not cross Bald Island Messiahs. 
<laughs> I, I think we're going to see his leadership was threatened on the island and that he was not supposed to die. Uh, he was unthrown by none other than the Freighter 3, which would be Miles, Dan, and Charlotte, right? Yeah. Right, 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 right. Miles, no. Frank? Frank is off the island. Okay. So Miles, Dan, and Charlotte. Oh, that's right. So thank you, Montan's Arm, for telling us why Locke is not evil. Huh. Locke, are, are you evil? No, sir. I... <laughs> All right. See, it's not evil from from the source himself. <laughs> you cannot dispute that. Uh, and and who are you? John John Locke. Oh, okay. I'm Anthony. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. I like how when he enters the room, he has his own um, soundtrack. <laughs> like he he uh, he walks around with a boombox, just playing this uh, Michael G. Kino music at yeah. all times. Would you like music following you all the time, Locke? I'd like that. I'm sure you would. <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh. So what are you doing today? Nothing. Oh, I'm glad you could join our podcast. Why don't you just sit down right here and tell us about your life story? You don't know who you're dealing with. Don't ever tell me what I can't do, ever. Are you kidding? <laughs> wow, he's intense. He's gone. He's gone. She's like the wind. Mm. He's like the smoke. We will try to get him in next time. Next October. <laughs> Oh, great times, Locke. We could we could continue, um, especially if I had some order to our Locke layout. Uh, I think it could go on for quite some time. I love the feedback from the listeners. It makes my brain just go into overdrive that much more. Yep, 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 yep. And, and I contemplate all this stuff, and what's really weird is you go to sleep and you start dreaming about all this. <laughs> really, have you actually had a Lost-related dream? I can't say that I remember I've had one, hmm. but that doesn't mean I haven't. That is true. Uh, because I hear that you actually dream every night. Did you know that? You heard that? About me? That I dream every night? No, everybody. Okay, all right. Uh, once they enter a certain level of sleep. Uh, yes, I have also heard this um, before. And um, I don't believe it. You don't? No, I'm just kidding. I'm, oh. I have no reason not to. I could almost prove it to you. Oh. All right, well, then I will revert back to my I don't believe it stance. <laughs> okay. Well, when I first heard that, you know, you dream every night, and if you come out of your sleep, did I explain this before? I don't know. Mm-hmm. When you come out of your sleep in the stages, uh, whatever the stages of sleep are, like four or five or however many, um, you come out in the stages. And if you come out in a nice, clean stage, you know, say stage four, and then you go to stage three and two and then one, and then you wake up. Yes. You don't remember your dreams. Hmm. It's like as you go through the steps, you close doors, and you don't remember your dreams. But it's weird. if you're taken from like that deep sleep to all of a sudden you wake up instantly, you don't have time to close those doors so they're all open. <laughs> it's a weird analogy, but you remember your dreams. Huh. So I decided to test that. Did you set an alarm clock for 3 a.m.? Yes. Really? For 3 a.m.? So, well, not that time. But, but, but late. Yes. Early. Late so, slash early. Late enough so that I knew I'd be sound asleep. Wake up instantly, and what do you know? I remembered I was dreaming. Huh. Uh, time and time again. That is interesting. So every time something wakes me up instantly, it's like, whoa, uh, whoa, man, I was having a good dream. Why'd you wake me up? But I wouldn't have remembered it had I came out of sleep the normal way. Isn't that weird? 
that is very weird. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, while you're sleeping, you let me go bang on your door, Brian. No, no. <laughs> I'd rather just get good sleep. That's <laughs> <laughs> what are you dreaming? It's about luck. But anyway, uh, uh, wow. Where'd I pull that from? I don't, I don't, I don't remember. But I'm a. Uh, I forget. Wow, I, I'm I'm sad. October's over. Yeah, I was going to say there's a lot of information about Locke. It's if we were to organize it, we'd probably go on and on for a very long time. So I, I enjoy the feedback from the listeners. It's all very good. Gives me food for thought, as I was saying originally. Okay. So uh, I really enjoyed focusing in on a character. Uh, that's good. We should do that more often. It's kind of hard to know where to start because there's so much to talk. Like when we just kind of do our banter back and forth, it's it's really unguided. So it could go off in many directions, like my tree analogy. <laughs> so I think if we were to pick a character, we should probably include bullet points along the way. Uh, and that way you could start to um, create or maybe see uh, progression of a character. Maybe pick out some clues as to what the writers are intending for this character to to play a role in. Huh. Well, that that could be interesting. What a thought! Think yeah. about it. <laughs> <laughs> we yeah, we should uh, fine tune our formula and get our character spotlight down. Okay, so is that uh, that's that's it all. for now for October? That is all I have for this October. I I just usually I thank everybody, but I want to send a special thank you to anybody who listened to the show. Yeah, uh, happy October, and we will do this again in uh, twelve months. Uh, definitely. Hopefully, hopefully the month of October will be bigger and uh, grander, and we won't just do one mega podcast. Oh, we'll do several, and we'll rewatch every lock episode on certain days. Maybe <sighs> discuss it. I don't know. Just a thought. Uh, Chris, are we doing a show next week? Oh, uh, last year after October, we kind of took our own. Uh, hiatus ourselves for yeah, the we, month of November, we, didn't we? Yeah, and I think we did the year before also. Okay. Because the show wasn't on. Lost in Luck tradition, take the month of November off. True. I, I kind of want to um, take enough time off to get in the groove of watching seasons one, two, three, and four from beginning to end. All right. Uh, well. Most of the episodes I have not Rewatched? Really, just a one-time watcher. One time. Now there are a few that I have rewatched. Again, most of them in parts, but not in their entirety. Okay. So I'd like to sit down. Uh, you always seem to rattle off episodes and episode numbers and the seasons. Oh, episode blah blah blah. Episode three was entitled Chook Dook Doo, and I'm like, wow, how does he remember all that? Uh, the trick to that is I'm not always correct. Oh. <laughs> Just, but, just pretend um, like you are. People won't question you. That's what I find in life. Uh, but that's what I'm hoping for. If I watch again, yes, that I'll be able to retain an more an, ency- an, encycl- an encyclopedic-like knowledge of the episodes. Because right, it's been uh, how many years now? Four. Four. That's correct. So that's I haven't watched episode one or season one. And that was four years ago. That's quite a ways back. Well, you should definitely rewatch it. I've been rewatching season one. So, yeah, you've you've watched a good many episodes. Um, I, I have my favorite episodes that I go back to and rewatch uh, multiple times. But what about the ones you don't like? I I have to rewatch those too. I think the only episode I've only seen one time might be uh, season three, episode two, the glass That's ballerina. ballerina. Yeah, 
Yes. So why don't you watch that? I, I will when I get there. I'm just going to go through one, two, and three, watch them in order. Okay. That's the best way to do it. How about any, uh, have you rewatched the Sun-centric episodes? What was the one with the title of the song? What it's song? House of the Rising Sun. Yeah, House of the Rising Sun. Yes, that was the first uh, Sun flashback. That was a good one. That was very good. I've watched that multiple times. <laughs> the song title. <laughs> <laughs> the episode lost with the song title is the title. <laughs> Jeopardy. Oh. That would be a good category. That would be. So, uh, anyway. Yeah. Our... I, I plan to, to rewatch. So, uh, next week, uh, Lost Unlocked podcast. Uh, I'm not sure. Okay, all right. A uh, uh, week after that, No. I'm kind of wondering, should we take December off and just go through November? No, no. December, we need to be here. There's The DVD will be out. We need to podcast on that. Okay. We need to do our annual holiday-themed show. Ah, well then, I think we should um, take a break. All right, we will take uh, the month of November off. So, um, if you are a regular listener, thank you, and um, hopefully you will join us. Uh, next time you hear us, which will be early December, hopefully. So we take Sawyer Ember off. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, no, bim- no Benver. No okay. Benver. <laughs> no Benver. No Benver. All right. Very clever. So uh, once again, thank you all for joining us. And, and email, call. Email, call, leave feedback. That way when we come back, we'll have plenty to go over. Yeah. And we will catch you next time here on Lost Unlocked. I'm not lost anymore. Welcome to a month later. It is now December. <laughs> that's, that's, how, that's why I let him to believe. Um, we have one final piece of October feedback. Uh, so, so great, so grand, so epic. We simply could not fit it on the show. Uh, so we decided to get to dedicate the after show uh, to this very special feedback, and we hope you enjoy it. It was submitted by uh, regular contributors, Molten Panther, and insert clever lost-themed name. And here is Locke. Unlost. Welcome to Locke Unlost, a podcast dedicated to John Locke on ABC's hit show Lost. I'm insert clever lost in name, or better known as ICLTN, and I'm Molten Panther. So ICLTN, I heard we have some interesting Locke news this week. Oh yeah, Lock News, my favorite part. Okay, I totally saw Lock this weekend in a Starbucks in downtown LA. No he way. He was buying a venti mocha frappuccino skinny with whip. And it is now the drink I will order every time I go to Starbucks, even though I'm allergic to chocolate. That's how dedicated I am to John Lock. Wow, I think you're lying, because I saw him in New York this weekend buying toilet paper. The nice kind with, like, the dolphin print on it. They make that? Yes, I'm not sure why. That's his favorite kind of toilet paper, and that's all I use now. So you did not see him. I saw him. Um, you know what? I'm pretty sure I saw him. I have the man memorized. Okay, I could spot him 
in a crowd of a thousand people. I had photographic evidence that I saw him, except he took my camera and threw it on the ground. And then I was all like, don't tell me what I can't photograph. Um, well, I'm kind of jealous. I wish you would have done that to me. At least then I would have something he's touched. I tried to get a picture to um, prove to you, even though I don't need to prove it. But, um, I just couldn't get close enough to get a good shot because of that darn restraining order. I do have his autograph on the restraining order. It's actually framed and hanging in my living room. It's kind of my prized possession. Uh, how'd you get that restraining order? Um, okay. I don't know if the world's ready for that story. <sighs> so, I also have some sad news to talk about. Oh no, I know where this is going. I refuse to believe. The the writers of Lost... Were uh, on crack when they wrote the final scene of season 4? Apparently. Are you going with that? Yes, they think that Locke is dead. Whatever. You know what? No, Locke is going to be hopping up out of that coffin and dropping it and locking it because he's Locke. And that's how he rolls. Could be going Mach 5, fleecing it out. Stinking flicker. Does that mean you want to move on to the lock quote of the day? Yes! This is the best part ever! Okay, let's see. This quote, we're going to listen yeah. to it. Hmm. I never really appreciated chicken until right now. Oh my gosh, that is like so inspirational to me. You know what, I have been a vegetarian my entire life, but ever since I heard that quote, I have decided to stop being a vegetarian and start eating chicken. And now, because of Locke, chicken is my favorite food, and I am so grateful to him to opening my eyes to the wonderful world of chicken. Oh, wow. You really like Locke, but I have you beat. See, I entered a backgammon championship with the World Backgammon Federation. I got second place. First place was Locke, of course. Oh my wouldn't... gosh, did you see him? No. Did you play I... him? I, I almost touched his shoulder. Why was I not invited to this? You didn't invite me to your top secret restraining order meeting. Well, you know, you can't exactly predict when somebody's gonna order a restraining order against you. Uh, I guess that's true. Well, then don't be mad. <laughs> uh, but... That, uh, okay. Well, I actually went to Scotland recently to see the Loch Ness Monster. Uh, you do know that's not actually about Loch. Well, it had his name in it. Yeah. They should, they should really tell you that in the brochure. Yeah, you think they would? But most know, people know I, that that means lake. I'm gonna sue them for false advertising because I definitely thought it was Locke. His name is right there, for crying out loud. I am such a Locke, a Locke fan that I jumped out of an eight-story building and broke both of my legs and now I can't walk. Um, wow. I went to the hospital and stole a wheelchair even though I can walk to pretend that I oh. couldn't. And I sat in the wheelchair for an entire week. I got a life-size tattoo of Locke on my back. Really? 
Yeah, and that's pretty difficult, considering he's over six feet tall, and I'm a couple inches shy of six feet, so it didn't really fit, so he's kind of like scrunched up on my back. Um, wow. His face, <laughs> like, on the back of your head? It, he, it is. I walk backwards, and I look like John Locke. I, I put my clothes on backwards, so you can't really tell. <laughs> um, well, that's kind of impressive. I don't know yeah. if I can top that right now, but I'll think about it, and I'll get back to you. How about we go on to the lock and 15 words? Oh, yeah. It's your week this week, because I did it last week. If, if we had it last week? <laughs> yeah. It's a thought that counts. It is a thought that counts. Okay. Uh, oh, I'm so nervous about this week. But, it, you know it, what? I don't care, because you have to do it. So, are you ready? I am. I am. Okay. Go. Lock. Monster. Button. Awesome. Wheelchair. Bald. Dead father. Awesome. King of others. Really freaking awesome. And that's 15. 15 words. Good job. <laughs> High five. How about I challenge you to a lock in four oh, words? Oh, you know what? I can totally do that. How about freaking amazing bald awesomeness? Uh, you know, <sighs> I, I'm afraid I can't count that. Awesomeness is not a real word, so you actually got locked in 4.5 words. What? No, it is totally a word. It's no. in a dictionary. Judges? Check Lostpedia. It is there. Awesomeness. It has a picture of Locke next to it. <sighs> I guess I'll believe you. Okay, oh, are you uh, seriously trying to deny John Locke's awesomeness? No, I because believe he's... I think we might have to stop podcasting right now. No, speaking of people who think Locke is not awesome, I heard what? we have some feedback this we have some feedback this week. I'm not sure if you've Ooh, heard it yet. Feedback. I'm not sure if you heard it yet, but I have not. I'm excited about this. This is our first feedback. But let's yeah. hear it. Hi, yeah. Um just leaving a message on Locke Unlost. And I'd just like to say how much Locke sucks because Jack one is a doctor and two, you know, even though he has an alcohol problem. I still think that he's, like, the best character on the whole show. One, because he's really sexy, and two, because he saves everyone's life. And, um, yeah, he's had a really hard life, and Locke is just a big crybaby. So what that your dad puts you off a balcony and you can't walk anymore? It's not even that bad. You can't just take people and, and have them do whatever you want. Who are you, Locke? Who are you? Well, okay, um, anonymous caller, um... Can I just say I'm really glad you didn't leave your name because people who say bad things about Locke just, oh, they make me so mad. I am glad you didn't leave your name because I am afraid of what I might do to you. Please do not Please do You don't know a real name, so you can't. ICLT and the Fulton Panther do not support suing. And if you want to leave us feedback that's totally Locke praising... And not like that yeah. loser um, if you, talk. Can I just say something? If you have anything yes. negative or ungood to say about John Locke, don't even call us because we hate you. Thank you. I, I couldn't agree any more or less. If you want to call us, you can't because we don't have a phone line anymore. Wait, then how did you get that call? Well, see, okay. 
I um, I kind of just went through random voicemails that I could find, and I we just happened to get a lock phone call. It was just really, really lucky on our part. Wow, that's super lucky. Almost as lucky as getting shot where you would have had a kidney if your dad hadn't stole it from you and surviving. That, that's pretty lucky. <laughs> yeah, it is. I, I can't. Yeah. But I guess if you do want to call us, just call Lost Unlocked with Chris and Brian. Yeah, because we're tight with them. They're our homies. Totally tight. And right they like under lock. lock. Yeah, they're pretty much the second and third coolest people after Lock. In some order. Yes, which we're not going to say because we don't want to get into that. But you can call them at 1-770-393-5263. Once again. That is 770-ISLAND. And if you want to contact us via email, you can email our super cool email address at lock with an E, just like John Lock, unlost. That is lock unlost at gmail.com. So, I think that's about all we have for today. I think so. I'm ICLTN. And I'm Molten Panther. And we'll catch you next time here on Lock on Lost. We're going to need to listen to that again. <laughs>